Hey, this is Bradley Weber, and I'm super pumped that you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Release City family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on our social media platforms at Release City Church or on our website at releasecitychurch.org. There, you can stay connected with what's happening within the ministry, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with other Release City family around the world. Now, I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you to run your race and become all that God is calling you to be. Now, let's jump into today's message. You matter to God. Maybe at some point somebody told you something that simply wasn't true. That you're nothing but unworthy, unwanted, and unloved. But I want the loudest voice in your ear to be the voice that breaks the cedars and shakes the wilderness. And he says, you matter to me. Before the galaxies were born, or the first star gave light. Before the ocean waves crashed, or the night sky cracked with thunder. Before any creature crawled, or any bird sang. Before the planets were set in motion, he set in motion the plan of your salvation. From the highest heights of heaven, the Lord of all creation, looked upon your desperation, he became like one of us to remake all of us. To make an orphan his child. To make a rebel his friend. To set the prisoner free. You matter to God. So to all the sons and daughters of God, to all my brothers and sisters in Christ, Behold his power and glory and majesty. Behold the one who matters most. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I matter matter. to God. Now look at a couple people around you, two, three people, and tell them, say, you matter, we matter, you matter, we matter. Yes, we do. Let me just take just two seconds to say thank you for allowing our family to lead you. Uh, I'm not going to go in depth because when you go deep, how many knows when you drill deep, water comes up. Amen? And so I'm not going to drill down deep, but I'll just say um, if, if, you know, I would never want somebody to be like, he was just standing there. He didn't say anything. If you knew my father, you knew that that is one of the most uncomfortable things is to have the spotlight put on you. And I know that's probably hard to figure out because you know I'm lead I lead worship and all of those things but when that is happening that is not me and it's not about me so when when the when the attention turns to be about me that's when I squirm because that's just not the way I was raised and that's not the way that I lead um, I do believe that I'm called to lead from the front and I am so grateful I've said it and I'll say it again there's no other church in America no size whatsoever of any place that I would rather be um, because I know he's called us and planted us here and how many knows that wherever he wants you to be that's where you need to be amen so thank you guys so much hallelujah it is God's voice that matters most there are a lot of voices um, that we hear uh, from news media there's voices people's opinions all of those things but there's no voice greater than the voice of the Holy Spirit And today in this house, I want you to hear his voice for you that says, you matter. You matter. Adam, thank you for getting up after three hours of sleep and responding to a text. And I mean, the Holy Spirit gave me some direction for the end of the message. And and normally I try to have all that stuff planned planned out ahead of time. Um, But the way God went, I was probably texting and waking up all kinds of people this morning looking for a four-wheeler um, and then it just dawned on me I was like I think the hires have one and and so we worked it out so thank you for um, for being obedient 
uh, to that. It was funny because some of the texts that I got back was, you, need a, you mean you need a real four-wheeler or one of them toy four-wheelers? And I'm like, I want to respond, y'all know who you're talking to? Of course I want a real one. I mean, just, you know, what, can, what kind of an illustration can I do with a Tonka truck and push it across? We, it's called go big or go home, amen? And that's what we're doing for the kingdom, and that's going big. Or we'll just stay home, so we're going to go big. I'd probably say a big no on that one. Yeah, Adam. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Listen, it is very easy for us to, to, to get feel lost in the busyness of life. How many of you have a life that just, sometimes, some days you're going through the week and you're like, dude, what day is it anyway? You know, it's like, you're good. <laughs> and, and everybody said, amen, amen. But with everything going on around, it's, it's easy to lose ourselves and, 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 and to forget who we are and who God's called us to be and, and that we're called to be parents. We're called to lead our children. We're called to lead our community. We're called to lead the church. But the thing that you need to understand when you get to a place where you're losing yourself, get to God as fast as you can and find yourself. This is not to be a downer message. It's really to be one that lifts you up, and we're going to pick back up where we left last week. But the only one that can truly get to your heart and get you back to a place to find yourself is God and God alone. He's the one that created you. He's the one that breathed life into you. And I told you last week that if it's his breath, his breath that gave you life, it's his breath that sustains your life. We try to sustain our lives with all kinds of other things, but it is God's breath that gave me life. And it will be God and God alone that will sustain my life until my life here on earth is done. There are plenty of voices that will try to tell you that, that you've made too many mistakes and now you're disqualified. But the voice of God will always tell you you are loved, you are enough, and you matter. I was hoping that the church would say an amen. Maybe you don't hear that voice that you've done too much. Maybe you don't hear that voice throughout the week that says you're disqualified. I woke up today and I didn't feel worthy to even to be. It's just one of those days. I have those days where, man, I, I feel like I could take on the devil and all his, his, his little minions. And then there are other days I'm like, I don't even feel qualified to stand up. It doesn't mean that I've done anything wrong. It's just the only thing that I've done wrong is I continue to entertain that voice. Just like you entertain that voice as well. And so anytime you hear that voice say, you, you've made too many mistakes, you're washed up, you might as well just, don't even go to church, just go, go do something else. Enjoy your life while you have it. Hear me today, the decisions you make for your life matter because you matter to God. I want to read a scripture to you, it's not going to be on the screen, this is what God gave me this morning, you can write this down so you can have it later. And it's Romans 8, 37, 38, and 39. I'm reading from the uh, Passion <clears throat> Translation. It says, yet even in the midst of all of these things, we triumph. In the midst of air conditioners breaking down, in the midst of picking up lawnmower blades on the highway, in the midst of all kinds of craziness going on, in the midst of all of that, he says, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, I'm more than a conqueror. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. 
I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life struggles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing, everybody say nothing. There is nothing in our present or our future circumstances that can weaken his love. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm talking straight to somebody's heart. Hear me. There is no power above us or beneath us. No power could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Absolutely nothing. If you ever start feeling lost or insignificant, I challenge you to turn to the Bible. Turn to Romans 8 and say, in spite of all this, I'm still more than a conqueror. In spite of I feel like I've lost in this battle, I'm still more than a conqueror. You may lose a battle, but you will not lose the war. So welcome to church. Somebody said, I thought you're already into your message. No, 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 no. That was just the introduction. This morning, we're honored that you're here today in God's house. I believe you made the right decision to be in this place. Those that are tuned in by podcast or Facebook Live at now or at a later date, we are honored that you are here. And those that are in this building today, we trust that you will receive from God even more than you already have. Amen? Amen. So today, we're going to continue our talk from the subject, living certain, satisfied, and content. There it is. Last week, certain was missing. How many know sometimes... If you don't have satisfied and content right, you're uncertain. But if you're living certain, you will be satisfied and content. I believe the reason that God is leading us to this study is simply to remind us that regardless of what's going on in this world, God is still God, he's still in control, and he's still sovereign. I love it. He either is God or he's not. I mean, we just need to put that on a t-shirt. It's about time for a new t-shirt. Whatever you're facing, he's either God and... He's either God of it all or he's not God at all because he's not just God of some things. And your problem is not too big for our God. And there's no problem that you're facing that's too insignificant that is so small. He cares if you've got a flat tire. He cares if your air's messed up. He cares if your dog's sick. He cares. God cares. You matter to God. So how do we live a life with confidence and certainty when there's so much uncertainty all around us? That's the question. How are we supposed to live life feeling satisfied when so much is put in front of us on the news media, on social media that tells us that we should be angry? The stuff that you hear, do you understand that the reason that news media is able to stay on the air is because they understand that we need the drama. We need the bad news. Somebody said, no, I don't. Then why are you listening to it? Why are you still friends with certain news media outlets on on Facebook? Man, there's sometimes I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm dumb to what's going on because there's so much stuff that they, they, they'll give you a nice segment and then all of a sudden they'll just pour on all the negative stuff. Amen, right? Because, so how do we, how do we live certain, satisfied and, and content when, when everything around us is pointing us to a direction that says, you should be mad about this right now. And a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a way to, to, to share your opinion with the world because you're, you're mad at it. Aren't you? You're mad at it, right? That's what, the, that's what the enemy does to us. So how do we live content when there's so much restlessness in our nation? How do we live content when there's so much restlessness in our communities? Today, we're going to look at God's word for the answer. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 11. 
This was our core verse uh, for this series, this two-part series, Matthew chapter 11. You guys are looking at me, but I'm hoping that we're going to get back to the day. I heard Stephen Furtick say, we're going to get back to the day we actually start bringing the Bible back to church. Because I know y'all, if I don't have it memorized, I know y'all don't have it memorized. Yeah, but I got it on my phone. Well, then let the glowing thing, let the glowing Bible shine. That's cool. But we got to get to a place where we're not just listening to a pastor because I could change this up and you walk out of here totally confused. You should be checking the word of God for, to make sure that I'm, I, I understand you trust me, but at the same time, you need to know this word for yourself. You need to be able to go, man, I've already got this mark because pastors said this is what I was going to do. It's so crazy. Whatever, whatever series or whatever our talk is, those are the things that start happening, if not right after church, within the week. I taught on flat tires and you guys had a flat tire on the same day, left church with a flat tire. Other people, my, Greg Michael, uh, the, the other day, what, you said two batteries? Two, two batteries. You know you drive a monster truck when you, you got two batteries. The enemy has a way of, of, of saying, okay, you heard the truth, but do you know how to apply it now? Amen. So that's why I want to encourage you to get in to the word as we dive in together. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says this. Then Jesus said, everybody say Jesus said. This is what he said. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. I told you last week that I want to, and I want to say it again, I believe it bears being repeated, is you and I will never know external satisfaction until we get intern, internally satisfied. You can try to accumulate things and say that I'll be satisfied. You can have those and be satisfied for two hours, okay, but internally you're still sad. That thing will, will leave you that person, that relationship, that four-wheeler, something will break down. It will leave you. It's only temporary, and then you're still going to be dissatisfied in your soul. What's your soul? That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. He said, I will give you rest for your soul. I got a text message this week from someone, and they said, have you found have you, how have you found peace in your walk with the Lord when he is saying no to something or someone? Anybody ever dealt with that? Like, God, I'm, I'm asking you for this. How, how come this? How do you deal with peace? How do you find peace when it seems like you're, you're pursuing something and, and you're not even getting a chirp from heaven? And this is what I, I told this individual, I, I, and I went straight back to my notes from last Sunday. I said, if Jeremiah 29, 11 is true, that the plans that I have for you are good for you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. If we truly believe Jeremiah 29, 11, then, then we should trust that his plan is good enough. The plan that he has for us, his plan will work. And if he says no to this relationship, guess what? You can keep trying to push, and you can keep trying to push. And I believe that there's a point where you'll cross over, and it just becomes so easy, and that's because God got out of your way and let you have what you wanted. And that's a dangerous place. It's a dangerous place when God gives you what you want when it's not what he intended. Oh, <laughs> 
I got to remember that for later. Jeremiah 29, 11. We got to be confident that his plan works. What am I saying? God's got you. Psalms 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all of its people belong to him. You belong to God. Sweetheart, you belong to Jesus. And he wants you to know you're beautiful this morning. Don't tell me, tell your heavenly father, because he said you're beautiful. And you matter to God. You belong to him. Something that I'm learning and starting to understand as I study scriptures is that God is not interested in bringing relief to my situation. He actually wants to bring rest for my soul. But what's our prayer? God changed this situation. Change this circumstance. No, he wants to change you. And when he changes our mindset, what we're going through will look completely different from his vantage point. So last week, oh, let me, let, yeah, let me say this. I, I believe that, that, that the only way that, that we can um, live a life certain in the midst of anxiety, everybody say anxiety, anxiety that's driven by uncertainty and feelings of dissatisfaction and discontentment, those things are actually indicators or symptoms that there is no rest in your soul. Let me just... Let the room simmer a minute. When I become anxious and, 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 and have anxiety about something, that's an indicator that I, I don't have peace in my soul. Or really, I haven't relinquished control to him with this. Because he's either God or he's not. So last week we looked at Jeremiah 6 and this story is, is a story that's already going on. We just drop right in the middle and, and this is where the people of God were at a point of desperation and because of their idol worship, because of their disobedience, they're about to step into a battle unlike anything they have ever seen before. So God sends Jeremiah who is a prophet to give them strategy and today I want this to be the strategy for our lives as we step out into this new week when we're facing anxiety and, and, and discontent and we're not satisfied and, and this is not right and that's not right and, and she said, he said, listen, this is the strategy that, that Jeremiah gave to God's people. He said, he said let, let's, let's read it. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way. Sometimes I think we've thrown some of the old godly ways out. It's okay to, it's, 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 it's all right. The, the message will never change, but the, but the, the mobile unit that is, that is putting the gospel through will change. I'm not Pastor Dennis. And today I have jeans that don't have holes in them. Somebody notified me this morning when I, they came in that, Pastor B, you, you don't have holes. Ansley and I were going through the drive-thru at a restaurant here in town the other day, and we pulled up, and the, the lady... Uh, as we getting ready to go around to the window, she said, can I have your name, your last name uh, to better serve you? And I said, Weber. And I get up there, she opens the window and she said, oh my God, you look just like your father. I've never seen this lady in my life. And I said, yes, ma'am, I get that a lot. I said all that to say, the way dad did things did not mean that, doesn't mean that it was wrong just because the message, uh, excuse me, that the, the mobile unit that's bringing the message changes. I don't want anybody to get confused. Why am I saying that? Because I may not be your cup of tea. But the tea that I'm serving 
is living water for your soul. And it will change you from the inside out when you turn it up. Bottoms up. Let me speak a little language some of y'all might understand. Some of y'all, I just got your attention. Wait, what? This is what I'm thinking. When I, when I hear the strategy for the fight that I'm in is, God, you want me to rest? My family is under attack. And you want me to rest? My finances are under attack. And I'm supposed to chill? My marriage is under attack. No, we got to get to a place where we go, my finances belong to you. This life, this vessel, it belongs to you. This marriage, it is yours. These children, they are yours. So how do we get rest for our soul? Connor, put it back up there for me. This is what he says. The Lord says, stop at the crossroad. Here's point number one. When you get to a crossroad and you don't know which way to go, and instead of barreling through, stop, stop. Jeremiah said, stop at the crossroad. There's times that I roll up at that four-way stop right there by the, by the sheriff's office. And y'all know what a rolling stop is? I don't know if they've deputized Ansley Grace because she'll tell me in a minute, Daddy, you did not stop. How many know that Adam is an, an officer uh, at the Sheriff's Department? Yes? So for the perfection of this demonstration, I need Adam to look straight ahead and close his eyes, okay? So how many of you here, when you see a yellow light, you're under the belief system that the yellow actually means Go. He ain't looking. I'm finna pray for that lying spirit in here because come on now. I saw, I saw, I stopped and I saw that Release City Church sticker go right on through. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, yeah, we've watched you too. <laughs> Listen, a yellow light does not mean slow down. A yellow light means hurry up before it's too late. And the church said, amen. amen. You can go ahead and open your eyes, Adam. I'll just... I don't, I just, I don't want to leave you out, but I needed them to tell the truth for a minute. No, a yellow light means slow down. Can I tell you that anxiety and fear are yellow lights and warning signs for you and I to slow down and prepare to stop, not for you and I to go full steam ahead. Maybe we should start looking at the limitations in our lives and the things that we call limits as actual signs for our lives that we need to pay attention to. Instead of trying to just barrel through a limitation, maybe we should just stop and smell the roses. This is what I've learned about the enemy of our soul. The enemy may not make you sin, but he will get you to speed up. I'm talking to my Christian brothers and sisters in the Lord. The enemy may not cause you to sin, but he, will, he has a way of speeding you up, enticing you, putting things out in front of you that he already knows you got, you got, you got a love for or a passion for. And can I tell you that the love and the passion that you have is actually by God. He put that inside of you and the enemy knows it and he tries to lure you. Because listen, if the enemy can't make you sin, he'll make you win in the wrong thing. Have you, if the enemy can't make you sin, he'll make you win at the wrong thing. How many, how many people have you seen win in life, win on their job? They're getting all this stuff. Man, I got, I'm believing for this, this job. I, I believe that you want me to start this company. And then they, then they, then they, 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 
the blessings start coming in and then they, they fall out of, out of church because the job has is, is become more, the, more the, their passion than Christ is the one who gave them the passion. And they left their kids and their wife at home. The enemy, will call, he will cause you to win at the wrong thing. Because if you win at the wrong thing, you'll lose at the right thing. Amen. And my first ministry is to my wife and our three daughters and my baby grandson. He ain't a baby no more. Amen. If we're going to find rest for our souls, we've got to stop. Stop freaking out. Stop worrying. Stop losing sleep. Stop scrolling through social media for five hours a day. Listen, I don't believe that, yes, the Bible says that power, the power of life and death is in the tongue. I don't believe it's just in the tongue anymore. I believe the power of life and death is in the thumb. Because the Bible says that the, win, the eyes are the window to the soul. And whatever you're putting in your eyes, guess what's going into your soul? People are no longer losing their lives. Back in the day, you would get stoned for, for certain things. I don't believe that people are losing their lives because of stones. They're losing, losing their lives because of phones. Losing marriages because of phones. Losing time, losing energy. Energy. Everybody say stop. stop. Psalms 46.10 says this. Surrender your anxiety and be silent. And stop your striving and you will see that I am God. Let me read that again. So when the worship leader slash pastor says, let's raise our hands in worship... That's a sign of surrender. Like, I don't know, why, why am I doing that, Pastor? It's because you're saying, I surrender. It's the same thing of a baby. When Ansley Grace was a baby, and we'd walk into her room in the, middle, uh, in, the, in the morning, and she was there at her crib, and she had her hands going like this. What was she saying? Get me out. So when we come in here and we got our hands up, we're saying, God, get me out. Or at least help me to see this differently. Surrender your anxiety, be silent, and stop striving. And when you stop striving, you'll see that I am God. So how do we get rest for our soul, number two? The second thing he said was stop and then look around. Pull that back up for me, Connor, Jeremiah. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Here's what we've got to do. We've got to stop and look around and take personal inventory. I say this a lot. I'm constantly taking personal inventory. I'm doing a personal assessment of where I am in my walk with Christ. Am I where I was last year? If I, if I am, then I got a lot of makeup and um, makeup and I got a lot of makeup to do. That's still not good English, but you know what I'm trying to say. Look around, take personal inventory. Am I where I was? Am I where I want to be? Mm-mm. But, I'm, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm growing day by day. Somebody sent a message to our, to our prayer team this week that said, Pastor B, you need to eat your Wheaties. Because God's on the move. And he is. But how many of us are willing to do what it... Because I don't like Wheaties. If that's, your, if that's your cereal of choice, bless you. I'm a, fruit, I'm a Fruity Pebbles... You know, Fruit Loop. I like the sugar. <laughs> I don't even care about the colors. I just like the sugar. Sometimes it tastes sugar. <laughs> Take it. It sure does. <laughs> Bottoms up. It takes sugar sometimes to get through. But are we willing? Are we willing to partake of what we need to get through our week? Or do we wait for Pastor B to show up and tell us a little funny joke and point us on the way? And then I hope I can remember it. 
We got to stop. Look around. What are you stressed about? He's God or he's not. What are you anxious about? Where's the, where's the anxiety coming from? Listen, instead of looking at what you don't have, start looking at what you do have. Oh, this, there was another illustration. True story. The other week I came in and it was a Saturday and I always just kind of, you know, we come in and bring, turn the air on. I make sure all the areas are like they need to be for you guys. And, and um, there's, there's, there's a smell that comes from those bathrooms when um, it rains. They say the pee trap gets trapped and it stinks like real bad. So I'll come in and, and I'll flush the toilet, turn the water on to kind of, you know, because I don't want y'all walking in here thinking, dude, <laughs> did a demon come in here or <laughs> what? And so I, I went to flush the toilet, and, and it, the, the, th- the, the trigger thing broke. And I was like, Pastor B got that. I can fix that. So I, I called Angela. I said, I'm going to swing by the house to pick you up. You want to go to the store with Daddy? I said, let's, let's go. I got some things I need to get. And, and, and I remember I told myself that I, because I tried to take it off, and it was, I guess, been on there since Walmart was here, and I couldn't get it off with just these guns. So I had to, I was like, I need it. Y'all supposed to laugh. <laughs> Thanks. And so then, and so then I was like, when I get home to pick up Ansley, I need to get the, um, the pliers, right? You're like, Pastor B, you really know what that is? Absolutely. And so, um, and so I got to the house, I grabbed Ansley and we went straight to Walmart, got picked up what we needed. I came back and I forgot the pliers. Lord have mercy. And so I had to go back and I got the pliers. I went and bought some, put it all back together. Came in here on Sunday to turn the stuff on, and I looked down there at my little secret hiding place where my, where my tool kit is back there, and there was a pair of pliers already there that I already paid for. Have you ever went and bought something that you already have? If I would have just taken the time to look, I knew it was back there. I was in the same room. They were right there. I walked straight out that bathroom, went back over to Walmart, and bought me a pair of pliers. How many knows that we look for peace in things that we'll never find it and we already have peace? We're looking for something that we already have. So now the church owns two pair of pliers. Somebody said, well, I'm going to take back anything. Did you know, I just I had to place them at different places. That way I can find them when I got to get to them. Amen. What am I saying? Look around. We live in a culture that only focuses on the negative and the bad. What's trending? Listen, what I started doing, when things, get, I, when things get crazy, I start remembering the things that were crazy that God got me out of or God helped me to walk through. Because how many knows he won't always get you out, but he'll definitely get you through. Say that for the people in the back. He won't always get you out, but he will always see it through and see you through. Don't try to eject And get out too soon or you'll miss the blessing. Because usually there's an attack that's attached to a blessing. Listen, if he did it before, he'll do it again. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God that he was back then when he helped me get through that. And he'll help me get through this today. What cures anxiety and what cures depression outside of medication What cures frustration? I'll tell you. Two words. Thank you. Thank you, God. It's called a grateful heart. Because when I get grateful and I say thank you, it changes 
and I say, God, you are God. Does anybody else have a thank you in here? Something to be thankful for? Thank you, God, for keeping me. Thank you, God, for blessing me. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you for redeeming my past. Thank you for restoring my marriage. Anybody else got any, anything in here you, got, you could be thankful for? Thank God for this church. Thank God for the leadership team. Listen, there was a picture that was taken last year. I might have already told this. I don't know. But last year when it was just our leaders in here. And, 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 and I did tell it, but I'm going to tell it again. And it was just a handful of us in here. A year later, it, the, the room, this whole area is full of people who are coming in and praying for you before you ever get here. We're praying for God to open up the floodgates of heaven and that he will shower down on us in this place. Man, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for where God has us. The last thing that Jeremiah was told to do. I don't want to call anybody. Number three, stop at the crossroad, look around, ask for the old godly way, and what? Walk. Walk before the Lord. This is how, this is how we're going to live content, satisfied, and certain. We got to stop. We got to look around. And we got to walk. Before the Lord. Listen, something that Jesus did, did, Jesus did a lot in his three and a half years of ministry here on earth. But one thing you never saw Jesus do was be in a hurry. Lazarus. I got to bring that song back. Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus. Hey, Lazarus. Sorry, I just had a like 16-year-old flashback right there. (laughs) Carmen, some of y'all don't even know. Listen. Three and a half years. One thing he never did was be in a hurry. Lazarus died. He got a word that his friend Lazarus was sick, but Jesus was not in a hurry. When he actually showed up and he said, where is he at? His family said, he's dead. But had you been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, he's sleeping. He ain't dead. See, Jesus' perspective, God's perspective of what we're going through looks nothing like what we're feeling. That's why we got to get before him. We got to stop. We got to look around, assess what's going on, and then just walk in the way that, be consistent in walking the way God has instructed you to walk. He was never in a hurry. Listen, I've been in a hurry most of my life. On a good day at Walmart, you better say my name real loud if you want my attention because I am on a mission from God for toilet paper for the church, toilet paper and pliers. Listen, you can do a lot and not be doing anything. You can, you can be doing a lot and going absolutely nowhere. In closing, <laughs> just throw that on you and then pray and let's go home. <laughs> oh, I had forgot about that. <laughs> She's been waiting the whole time. What's he doing with that four-wheeler? I got you. Psalms 42, 11 says this. So I say to my soul, that's my mind, my will, and my emotions, don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed. For I know my God will break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reason to praise him all over again. Yes, he is my saving grace. The next time you get down, Pearl, I am so glad to see you in the house today. The next time you get down, the next time you get discouraged, the next time you get discontent, anxious, unhappy, and frustrated, have a conversation with God and then have one with yourself. 
we don't talk to the one who can actually has the power to change but after you talk to him you got to talk to your soul just like David did you got to talk to your mind talk to your will talk to your emotions when I when I when I go to God with my whining whining y'all may not do that maybe y'all too religious but I whine sometimes whine this is his response to me after all I've done for you really Bradley Wayne look all that I've done in your life and you're anxious you don't trust me look at my faithfulness even when you made up jacked up decisions was I not there look how I blessed your girls look how I kept your marriage look how I'm providing for the ministry and you're worried about what pick your head up square your shoulders and know for certain that I am still in control listen we've convinced ourselves in life that in order to live satisfied and content that we have to have things that we well, we convince ourselves that we have to be in control and when I don't have control then then I, I can't be satisfied we 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 relinquishing control isn't something that comes natural to us babies prove that when they first start walking mom and daddy's trying to go behind what are they doing <laughs> they think it's funny but what they're trying to prove is I can do it on my own I don't need you and then we spend the next 16 years replaying that same conversation I don't need you I got this we we I don't even know where to start we go through things in life where times in life where we just we we bring our stuff and we try to add stuff to our lives that we think we got to have you know like vehicles if I can just drive the right car my life will be okay I'm, I'm talking to me this morning all of this was this morning at 5 a.m. and I was like God if I if I if I if I y'all want me to be transparent but we go through things in life where if we can just have this I'll be satisfied certain and content or if I can just date the right person and have the right boo in my life then I'll be satisfied does she love me or love me not does she check off all the boxes is he everything that my daddy said I deserve if so I'm satisfied 
We go for the little house with the picket fence. If we have all of those things, then I'll be content. How many knows that if it's, if it's not the way that, that social media says it's supposed to be, we live life feeling like we don't have what we, what we should have. And then, then we, we get a family and, and if, if all my kids will just be, be super sweet and, 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 and come home at the right time when it's, when it's their curfew, take notes, be home on time. It's called the Pinterest perfect family. Y'all know how long it took us to get this shot right? When you got everybody on that, on that fence who has very strong personalities, I'm going somewhere. Oh, <laughs> we'll even, if I can just have the right clothes, if I can have the right clothes, young people, then I'll be cool. Someone said, Pastor B, I wouldn't wear that to school. They would laugh at me. My child, I had something else picked out for church today. My child said, "Mm -mm, you cannot wear that. It's time to retire that. If I just hang out with the right people. If I can can join 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 the football team or the basketball team. If I can be athletic, then I'll fit in. If my team wins the national championship. No, I'm serious. My dad was late for his wedding with Robin because of an Ohio State game. No joke. You know it's true. There are people that if their team doesn't win, their whole week is shot. It's because we're putting our hope in the wrong thing. Because people will fail you. Coaches who were great in the day will make jacked up decisions and fail you. Where's your hope? Put your hope in God. You can even say, if I can go to the right church, then I'll be content. Well, I'm not content because I'm not getting anything. What are you giving? Because you don't get nothing unless you put something into it. I can sit and make withdrawals all day long from my personal Suncoast account, but if I'm not putting something in, I can have a a great marriage. But the only way I got there is because I was putting something in. Sometimes getting satisfied calls for sacrifice. Sometimes satisfaction only will come through sacrifice. You can even have faith as a mustard seed. I'm just walking around my house this morning and God said, that's how you're going to use that. That's what you're going to do. I can have, because Amy was like, what are you doing? I was like, props, leave me alone. You can have faith as a mustard seed. You can believe God for a healing. And if it doesn't happen the way you thought it would, our faith becomes blank. Listen, God doesn't always answer prayer like we, because our prayers are selfish. I wanted Robin to stay. I didn't want her to die. 
talking about my family. I could have walked away and been blank the rest of my life. I could have told Josh and Britt, sorry, the house situation, can't do it. Too much history. My parents' house. I could have said, Adam, guys, I'm sorry. I don't have anything to give. I'm blank. And we could have taken our little U-Haul and went right back up to Georgia. And just lived the rest of my days. But God said, no, we're going to put your faith back just like it's supposed to go. You can have things in your life. Thanks. Listen. You can accumulate things in your life. Do you know that things make loud noises? What was that, God? I can't hear you. What was that? Pastor B, what'd you say? The problem isn't, the problem isn't when you have things. The problem is when things have you. Move that first row. Push it that way. Move that first row. Listen. The enemy may not make you sin, but he'll get you to go somewhere fast. Huh? See, so many times the things that we feel like we had to have, the car, the house, the spouse. Listen, all this thing making all this noise will distract you from where God is trying to lead you. I think I got to have all this stuff to be content. I got to have all this stuff to be satisfied. What's making noise in your life? What's causing you to be anxious? I got to get down, dude. The anointing is so strong, I'm about to fall over on this thing. Listen. What's causing you angst, anxiety? That's a sign and an indication that you are restless in your soul. And he is not Lord. I'm going all the way back three weeks ago. If he's Lord, that means he has all power, all authority, and all influence. And the place that is getting you the most, house, relationships, vehicles, things, that's the area that you need to surrender to Him. Surrender is sacrifice. When God broke off a piece of Himself, 
Jesus and Jesus said he looked down on earth and saw it was a mess he said I'll surrender all of what I have and sacrifice myself so that they can be set free this morning in the last remaining 10 minutes I'm gonna get us out of here worship team come leadership team come just move those chairs out of the way put this thing in neutral and just pull it back that way I need to open this space back up just put it in neutral and pull it back I'm asking for the my leadership team to come if you are here this morning in the last nine and a half minutes and you've got an area that you want to surrender and for some it may be a sacrifice These guys are all the way up front, all the way, all the way across the front, all the way across the front, all the way across the front. And you want them to pray with you? Couple, pray. They they want to pray with you. Listen, God showed me this a couple weeks ago, and I was like, God, I just if there's a substance that you have in your possession right now or in your car, listen, listen, that you want to be set free from. As this song starts. I encourage you to go get it. I don't know what it is. I do not care what it is. You want to be set free. You want to be, it could be cigarettes. It could be hardcore. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is God said, people are going to be set free. People are going to be set free. And he just reminded me of that conversation. And you're going to throw it up on the altar. And don't nobody care. No, nobody care. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Because I believe that God is still in control yes, he is. he's either God or he's not Hallelujah. I invite you to come now in the name of Jesus if you enjoyed today's message I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media or head over to our website at releasecitychurch.org and click on the giving link and help us to continue to share the message of Jesus and his hope with the world God bless you have an awesome week